0: Yo, it's Leafs talk. Oh, <laughs> my oh, my God. Oh, That's my God. That's the proper reaction. Oh, wow. my God. So, I still feel like I'm emotionally recovering from this. Like, I, I actually, <laughs> because, Sammy, I feel as though we need to kind of kick this over to Bourne for like three or four minutes. Yes. To just let it go so that we can settle in. I was hand up, completely emotionally checked out of this hockey game. Like the first 10 minutes of the third period, I was sitting there receiving countless text messages from Leafs fans I know. Oh boy. Just destroying this team. There's and some tools out there. I was prepared to lay hell tonight. Like I was sour. <laughs> like you stop s-
1: texting so we know.
0: I was seething, I was dead inside. I felt like abused emotionally by this hockey team. And they started to pile it on and started to have this comeback. And I think even when they scored the game time goal, I wasn't even there emotionally. Like I could not believe I was so afraid to hope again. I sent McKee a text. Like this is the most pressure packed overtime oh in the history of overtimes in the first round. Like you've got the hopes of Leafs nation like riding on the possibility of winning a game that is of utmost importance to the most heart soul wrenching crushing defeat. Like, how are you guys feeling, Sammy? I'll start oh. with you because I said I'm in shock. So
2: we, when we first started talking about doing this show, bunk. We had the idea for a segment called "Worst Text of the Night," and <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell you, buddy. <laughs> My phone is chock full of a lot of candidates
0: leading right. up to the last 10 minutes of that third period. I, I think my phone might melt. Like, I oh need to use it for notes tonight, and I don't know how I'm going to because it will not stop buzzing, and it's all the same people that were just destroying this team hours so, ago.
2: My initial reaction is we talked about after game three flipping this... Or, so game... Yeah, game three flipping the script, and them you know, tying a game late, getting dominated in overtime and winning. Now they literally flipped the worst script in Leafs history with every joke that I've ever heard from every other fan base for 10 years since it was 4-1. They blow a game late in the third period and the Leafs did it worse than Boston did. They started later than Boston did. They completely flipped the script. The Matthews goal after the first one, you could feel it immediately. I went right back into belief that goal went in and I was four immediately three. back on belief. No, four, two, four as two. soon as four, two went in, you could feel that building. You could feel them a little bit of doubt. They don't trust Vasilevsky like they used to. It's very, very clear. And I just started believing after that, but God, it feels good to flip the four, one script. It was not, it was four, one for Tampa and they blew it. They absolutely <laughs> blew it. And the Leafs took advantage of them. Crapping down their pants. Yeah, but all over their legs. It
0: wasn't James Reimer in net with like yeah. Matt Fratton and Co. That <laughs> oh, they came no. back against. It was the Tampa Bay Lightning with Andre Vasilevsky in net and Victor Hedman back there and a bunch of Stanley Cup champions that you just do not expect that from. So I'm I'm not with you in the sense of boy, they were gonna come back at 4-2. I did feel that same energy shift. I will say this much. The one thing was, you could just feel Matthews, his real presence tonight in that third period of, hey, actually, all due respect to Nikita Kucherov, I'm the best player in the series. I'm not letting my legacy go down like this. I'm taking over this hockey game. Borny, what'd you see from Austin Matthews in that third?
1: Well, it's the strangest thing because, you know, I was like you after the second period, you start really evaluating like, okay, this is the fourth game of the series and Matthews has been good uh you know fine in this series but like I watched Colorado play a game and obviously watch him win a cup last year and just watch some games where McKinnon was just like no we're not losing and I've seen McDavid do it and obviously Matthews is on that tier of players but I've been like you know it's not like he's been bad not or anything. I've just been like waiting for that game. And I think we found it in the third period there where you know I, I think the biggest takeaway early in the game was like no one could get inside. On Tampa Bay, no one could get to the middle. They just, they just were stuck in the perimeter. They seemed content to be out there. All of a sudden, they get one off a rush, and they started living on the inside again. And Matthews gets another directly in front of Vasilevsky at the end of the game. And Tavares is, is directly in front of him at the end of the game. They get one on a tip at the end of the game. They got to the
0: inside, which they
1: hadn't done for so long.
0: Borny, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that's how I felt when they scored the final goal. Is sometimes you just feel like. This game, we always talk about how hard it is to evaluate it, right? Like, you can all watch this game, and we'll all have different opinions on so many of the players. And yeah. all I felt after they tied this game was, yeah, just go to the middle part. You know, right. go to the middle part in front of the paint area, and that's where the good stuff will happen for you.
2: Yeah. it's like Filter- oh, go, go ahead.
1: Well, it just was- it's such a playoff hockey team theme, right? Like, oh, the good teams get to that area. When it gets hard in playoffs, you gotta get to the area. And, you know, to see it come through in such a tangible way, them taking a game where they weren't the better team for a long stretch of it. By the way, if you look at it at the end of the game, they end up with one second more ozone time than Tampa based on their third period. Like they at even strength. They found a way back in it. So really the whole thing about after the second, where you're like they were dogs. I mean, what do you want to say
2: about Tampa? a lot they blew it. there was a full on blow. They yep. blew it like there's yep. no they completely stopped playing like yeah. it just you could feel it that they thought the game was over. they were probably thinking in their dressing room same old Leafs they're gonna quit on this. they're not gonna have the the pushback and they got caught. they were really no good in the third period. They played so well in the first two periods they no room the for anyone. At, They kicked the crap out of the Leafs in the first two periods, harder on every puck, winning every battle, winning every race. And there was just a real noticeable difference in their intensity in the third period. Like as much as the Leafs came back in this game, it's equal parts Tampa blowing it. Like it was a really, really bad performance in the third period.
0: A hundred percent. And like I tweeted it, it felt like Tampa Bay wasn't expecting Toronto to care. They were sloppy. Where the hell was the team from the first two periods? Again, all due credit to the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight for the third and just grabbing the momentum when it was right there. Absolutely. And and their star players, again, just completely showed up at the end of it and decided, no, 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 we are going to flip the script. It's a massive, massive change for them. But if you're John Cooper and you're looking at those guys, I had to wonder, is that where fatigue shows up for a team like Tampa Bay? You know, like we were so expecting them to kind of look like a hobbled version of themselves. And then, yeah, you're right. Those first two periods, I'm, I'm having an existential crisis about the Leafs going a lot of the same thing Sammy was mentioning there. Like, why are they winning every single puck battle? Why are their best guys just so much more intense in these moments? Why are they able to just find ways and their power play snaps it around when Toronto's can't and their stars can't be matched and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, I think that maybe just maybe they... We're used to that opponent not showing up in those spots against them in the past, but also that that's a tired group that they decided, you know what? We've got to regulate ourselves a little bit here. We can't push as hard as we did through those first two periods. And they just completely went to sleep. Like, and yeah, so I I just think Borny, maybe that's what fatigue is for this group.
1: Yeah, I see that. And you know what the worst part about that? If you're Tampa Bay is, is this is not a one game thing. You give the Leafs life All every time they're down, every time it's two, they're down two in the third, they're down three in the third. The Leafs won't go away. Like the first game when Tampa Bay won, the Leafs just went away. You know, it was a major criticism we had after the show. This is two games in a row where they didn't go away. And now I think you give Toronto the feeling that they go to their room. They go, yeah, we're down, but we've done this before. There's that belief to stick with it. And all of a sudden you're the tired team and Toronto's got this belief that they can, that they won't just go away at all. That's a big uphill climb against a talented team that suddenly has that
2: belief. 100%. That's perfectly said. Like I just, it's, it's, I mean, we can talk about specifics and who you want to get into in the third period and what the comeback comes. But, yeah, the, you absolutely nailed that there, Borny.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I I just also think, again, that so much of the belief does come from the fact that you have Austin Matthews. And if you're the players around him, you've seen him score how many goals now in his career? Yeah. Like, a lot. Years? Yeah, A lot. A lot of goals. A lot a hundred, of goals. Let's say 100 in the last two years. Yeah. Scored 100 times. There just has to be a different level of confidence when you start to see him turn it on and get right. his puck to sticks and start to create his space. And he was also ripping a couple of other shots where you felt like, oh my God, that's one of the most dangerous men on the planet. And and I really do feel like that is a superstar effect that you saw tonight. It was not just his play, but the others around him going, okay, like that's not, you didn't get the second goal on a chippy, ugly fluke play by Noel Achari, mm-hmm. right? You got it from the greatest goal scorer since he stepped foot on the ice in the NHL. And I do feel like that had to resonate differently. This is the Matthews game. I was actually thinking about this. Was Matthews' most famous game before this, his very first game with four goals? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And finally, yeah. he has a game in the playoffs that is now the Austin Matthews game. So congrats to him.
2: He he's had some moments in the playoffs, but not like this. Like I think I think back to that game against Game Five in Boston when he scored the go-ahead goal late in the period. He had that one against Washington where he got that when the one that creamed off the end glass that landed on his stick and he put it upstairs. Like he's had some big. He scored that big goal last year against Tampa in Game Five. The shot pass from Marner off the pads and he shoots it in, but not like this. Not in a signature comeback to put the you know two-time Stanley Cup champion, three-time Eastern Cup and finalist on the brink. Like, this was an absolute signature game from one of the best players on the planet who really needed it because he's been good through these first three games, but he was at a different level tonight in that third period. Like, he really, really went to a different level.
1: Yeah, and so I wonder if you guys think it's a good thing or a bad thing that they'll go back and watch this video and go, we haven't been very good. And we haven't gotten, we've actually got some really poor performances. Giordano, Brody, Hall, you know, go through the list of a lot of D, not very good. You know, like there's been a lot of guys where you're like, eh, not their best showings. They can be better. They haven't broke the puck out well. There's been a, a, I got a lot of stuff written down on the wrong side of things here.
2: And I wonder if that's a good thing that they've won two games and they've got room to get way better. This is an unbelievable 3-1 series lead considering the way that these games have looked like it's really, I I really can't believe I'm sitting here looking at my screen with you two heads and talking about the Leafs winning that game and being up three, one in this series. Like it's hard to believe because for long stretches of this series, they have been the worst team. Like no
0: questions asked guys. My entire set of notes is just barbecue central for this. I know. (laughs) I know. This, I, these are some of the headlines that I had written down for this tonight's show. One okay. is Tampa just better? <laughs> <laughs> they might be just the full quitter take, just leave yeah, it there. Okay, is Tampa just better? Here's the next one Can we just admit the leafs look tight? Yeah, like two periods, yeah. like that's it. Why can't they win any puck pedals? Uh, break up the top two guys. This is here. It is born. We were going to do this. Why can't the Leafs sustain offensive zone pressure? Like I, I honestly, this is maybe just going to be the, the next thing that we touch on because I, my next question for you guys, I'll give you a second to think about this is who changed their leaf legacy the most tonight with this win. Because yeah, born you mentioned like TJ Brody <laughs> gets saved from just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. William Nylander. My God, the first period that he had versus getting points in the end and, saving it, but I want to save that one. I, before we do that, Borney, they could not sustain offensive zone pressure for two periods, like, at all. It was just completely non-existent. And then in the third, they are able to do it. So we we discussed that Matthews turned it on and Tampa went to sleep to a degree. But I guess to answer your question about, like, what do you feel good about or whether you don't, I'm torn on this one because yeah. it is hard to ignore that the Leafs essentially put together five periods against tampa bay where a team that has that many superstars has gone offensively for that long a stretches so can you give yeah. us an explanation as to what the hell is happening there
1: yeah so i see it as the leafs have been burned by the big mistake in the past we know they've built their lineup and dressed a roster to avoid the big mistake and so i see a team you know that's heavily on the d side and not wanting to get caught deep so guys are alone guys are on the boards in a board battle one on two against tampa Mm -hmm. because two leafs are layered like on the d side not wanting things to come back fast against them in game one they were super passive trying to be on the d side and instead they never end up with any ozone pressure they're desperate in game two all of a sudden they play aggressively hey things work out they sustain some zone time i feel like the same things have happened in game three and four where Guys are on an island like I don't feel like they're coming up as a unit everyone just like backed off and just don't want to get burned but all of a sudden they're down in the game and they have to take some chances they bring a second man in on the pile they're able to kind of keep the puck alive in the ozone rather than just falling back on D so to me it's like too passive you know they could respect Tampa but it's been too much respect they've taken it to him when they have really ramped up the aggressiveness. You yeah, think that
0: changes just with more confidence as they continue to win these games? Like how much of this do you think is just psychological versus what Tampa has as a team?
1: Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Cause it's worked right. Like I can't see them being like, suddenly let's really, really push. I, I don't know that they will change anything. Even maybe they'll watch the video and see when it's good and when it's bad, what they're doing and what we're talking about here. But yeah, I think part of it is just a fear of Tampa, but you know, maybe,
2: maybe it's healthy to have some of that stripped away. And it seems like outside of Morgan Riley, not many Leafs defensemen can make a clean breakout pass. It just like, it been feels it, like Morgan Riley has been brilliant through the four games in this yeah. series, and we can talk about him again tonight. But like their inability to get the puck out of their zone from their decor has been a big issue here. So, I, I was yeah, thinking like just... Lilligren and Gustafson might need to go in for Hall
1: and Geo at one point because they couldn't break the puck out. Now, that's a bad yeah. idea, but that's where I was at in the second period cycle. <laughs> of what's going on?
0: Uh, yeah, I got you. I'm with you, Sammy. That part I really noticed. And the, you guys remember early on the book on Toronto was just put it in deep and then drop those four checkers in there and force their blue liners to make plays because guess what? They just don't have the guys back there to do it. And I mm-hmm. am shocked at how terrified I am right now when the puck is back there with TJ Brody. Like, yeah. I I don't know what has happened to him. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know. Remember when actually he first came to Toronto and Flames fans went, he's the new Jake Gardner and people here watched him for every year and went.
1: assessment that was, by the way.
0: Yeah, it was the most piss poor assessment by a fan base ever, except for I will say that there has been a little bit of that, this series from him where it just feels like whenever there's someone on him, he's finding times to make the worst. Panicking. Yeah, he's paying. him and him,
2: him and McCabe, like McCabe made that play in, was it in overtime or late in, it was late in the third period it was true where, there. where they're, they're, they're two on two and he comes flying down the boards, blows a shoe. And then it goes down the other way. And it's like,
0: I, I have
2: think? not had any trust in those guys. Those two no. guys have really struck the fear of God in me. And Keith talked about it this morning at practice that he needs those guys to be better. And I wouldn't say tonight was a glowing endorsement of the way those guys would play either. Like it was not a pretty night again from those wild days,
1: so. that we are sitting here four games in and Riley and Shen have been unbelievable.
0: Unquestionably. the best pairing. Not but, even close. Yeah. No. Um, I, yeah, I, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say born. I think it's a really good question that you pose here because there's probably a lot of leaf fans watching this that are just completely elated. And don't get me wrong. Like, how could you not? And, and yeah. I've been saying to people, I am over team,
2: the goddamn moon.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not? I cannot, I cannot wait to go through my phone and just celebrate with all the connections and all the people that care about this hockey team and who are just oh, yeah. like losing their minds. I'm so happy for a fan base that just feels like every bad thing that is going to happen is going to happen to you. And again, I know the emotions that people felt after two periods tonight, which was just complete emotional drainage the amount of people that texted me this is abusive it's like people hurt with this hockey team man oh, it yeah. hurts when people get up and i felt like a jackass because i'm on my radio show going you know everybody what's the worst that could happen you hope when you get hurt it's the same thing as always and then meanwhile i'm on my couch going like i hate this so much I hate this. <laughs> with every fiber of my being i feel sick uh... i feel angry i want to be like I just can't wait to crack. Man, you know how many tweets I have in the drafts that thank God I did not send out that were yeah. just going to eviscerate this team? <laughs> there are some bad ones in here that, like, I'll DM you guys later. But, like, thank God. Thank God I didn't do this. But that's counterbalanced that optimism, that happiness, that relief with a little bit of, okay, it's great that you haven't deserved to win and you have found ways when those things have gone against you. But also it's hard to evaluate a lot of positives from this hockey team over the last five yeah. periods, other than I guess maybe the most important thing though, which is their best player, Austin Matthews, is showing up on the biggest stage. And so I would say, like, if you're gonna ask me what would you want to happen from a positive, I would say Matthews looks like the best guy in a series. So again, like it's just I'm got a lot of complicated emotions. See, I'm rambling here because I but, don't know where the line is with the positivity yeah. versus the negativity.
2: Well, I think this is a, a regular season versus postseason conversation where you do 82 games and you talk about a team and you watch it all the time and there's like these narratives and these trends and stuff that you try to break down or whatever. This time of year, just win, baby. Like hell you up, wait, you, you go on to, to you go on to. They don't play till Thursday now, by the way. Boy, it would have been a bad two days of conversation if they had lost this game. But um, yeah, it's just like I don't want to get too bogged down in them playing badly because ultimately they put their nuts on the table in a big moment and tied this game came back in overtime and of course one of the all-time Leafs whipping boys scores a massive playoff goal for the Leafs which is just Flex-seal. hilarious flex seal yeah. oh yeah it's, it, but it's just like it's a regular season and I feel the same way as you man like I didn't enjoy 85% of that game tonight like mm-hmm. it was a hell watch for most well, of it they were getting they're, they're getting filled. So, but like at the same time, they got a victory and they have a chance to eliminate a powerhouse on Wednesday yeah. at ho- on home ice. So it's it's a it's a fair conversation. But at this time of year, I think it's just win, baby.
1: I, I you know I've been really polar on two guys. I've been hard in my head on Mitch Marner, kind of very perimeter for me. But he has ten points in four games. I That's think. <laughs> you know, but it's the other one is is, is is Willie Nylander. Has been such a defensive liability. I was planning an article in, in my head just to be like, you know, you take the good with the bad. Unfortunately, you're getting the, the bad in this series. The play he makes in overtime off the faceoff to not shoot and cut inside and make oh, Sergachev yeah. pull him down that eventually leads to the Leafs winning the game. It's elite. It's elite. It's one of you only get that from one of the t- you know 20 best offensive players in the league
2: so you bunk you asked that question who changed their legacy the most or just number one question for me number one Willie nylander like yeah. he was that penalty he took in the first period where he's just like i don't know too lazy to move his skate to keep it from going through the back of the legs of stamkos mm-hmm. 150 feet from his own net and they score on the power play and that really gets him going no good defensively again it's a vintage Willie nylander game where he has these moments where you're like, want to pull your hair out. Like I saw, I I was thinking about maybe he should get benched. I'm like, maybe bench him, like send a message. Yeah. Like he's been so bad. And then he go like Borny says, goes into overtime, dances the whole team, draws a penalty, and they score in the power play. Like mm-hmm. it's the give and take of Willie Nylander. And he is the number one answer. There's no other answer, really.
0: I, I think there's a couple things there. For, first of all, I completely agree with you. And I as bad as the penalty was, I upon seeing the replay of Sergeyev score and Nylander give just the most dog effort to try to get in front of it where it's like, I'm not getting in front of this soft wrist shot as he's watching, like Austin Matthews hobble off the ice blocking shots, Mitch Marner diving on the ice blocking shots, Ryan O'Reilly, all the other team's best players. And then here comes William Nylander be like, I'm not all participating in this shot blocking (laughs) event. that The rest of you have decided I was furious. I, yeah, again, the text messages, the worst text messages of the night, (laughs) the award goes to many about William Nylander. I went full uncle mode with my friends in the group chat. (laughs) Like, I was full uncleing on William Nylander tonight. And then, yeah, he does Uh, it, but I'll say credit again to two other people. Like, one is this William Nylander's brilliant skill, like Bourne mentions. But I do think that it mattered that Sheldon Keefe capitulated changed up the lines and put him with Austin Matthews. And I do think that like hockey for better or for worse, a lot of coaches would have done what you said there, Sammy, they would have tried to send a message and they would have like limited his ice time and thought, Hey, we're Mm -hmm. out of this game. And Sheldon Keefe, a little bit more of a new school guy goes, you know what? No, we're going to put you with the best player on earth. You have the talent. We need you to show up. He showed faith in them and it worked out. They win the game. So credit to Sheldon Keefe and to Austin Matthews for that as well.
2: I'm happy you brought that up. I thought the line juggling was really good and it woke him up a bit. Like they played way better after they kind of juggled the lines there, I thought. So good on him for doing that. And I like that thought, you know, Tavares still not loving him a whole lot, but I thought he obviously looked better when you put Nyes and and Marner with him, and the way that the way that Matthews is playing, like he can pretty much carry around anyone. So I thought that was a good, a good shuffle for, for Keefe. Uh, has a power play ever looked
1: worse en route to being two for four or whatever they were in that game entries are atrocious i think we they are standing up the line yeah they are
2: it's a you're it's legal to chip it in though yeah Yeah. hard rim i've yelled this about this power play like whoever that finished dude that screwed over all hockey by bringing over that drop back play. Was it UC Yokinen? I feel like it was UC Yokinen that brought it over and like told somebody in Pittsburgh about it. And that every single team does it when the four guys are standing up at the line, just yeah. hard rim and win a battle. Like you don't have to try a saucer over six sticks through two guys. Like you can do different things. And it was driving me insane. How many almost shorthanded breakaways that they have, they got a penalty shot in the first period off of it. Like Tampa Bay had three elite insane.
0: shots, three elite yes. chances off of the penalty kill tonight. And yes, uh, right before Toronto scored that goal, we were eviscerating their power play through text message. So you're curse. welcome, Leafs Nation, for the reverse curse of the century that the came
1: old Geo to Kerfoot goal.
0: <laughs> just how we all
2: drew it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody knew that was the way that it was coming. I will say this though, Sam, just cause you did mention the Tavares thing and how you're not seen enough. Okay, yeah. I, I know that for a while we overvalued face offs when it come when it came mm-hmm. to hockey, right? Like Great everyone point. there was this like reckoning of oh face offs aren't that valuable and everybody thinks they're the most important thing and now we zagged and it was like faceoffs are no big deal essentially. No one talks about them. Tavares on these game winning plays is winning draws. You know how many faceoff wins he had tonight? A okay. million. Ten. And you know who in the yeah. next closest leaf was? Matthews, with half of that. So like wow. I will say that the parts of his game are clearly not as flashy. And I agree. Like you obviously want more because he's an $11 million player, but Mm -hmm. there are just, there are times where I'm watching him, especially in the offensive zone. And I just trust it when the Leafs, when we're looking for that, like sustained pressure, he's the guy that you want in the dot, creating those plays, starting those plays and then hanging around the net. And you have just a ton of confidence that he's going to do it. Like, I think that in some ways sort of the expectations need to shift and that, a big parts of his game are a little bit more quiet and would have been probably appreciated a bit more in a different era on a different team.
1: Yeah. And that's been an evolution of his game and the great players do that guys like Sid and you know, where you go, how do I stay? Corey Perry's an extreme example, but like, Mm -hmm. how do I stay effective and maybe you're not an $11 million guy, but how do I stay effective? He does a lot of little things. Well, you know, you want to talk little things, Old number 90 might be the best player on the, the Leafs for, I don't know, oh most God. of the periods
2: of this series. I I can't I believe love how 90. good he's been. Yeah, he's <laughs> I love 90 is he's number one. He's at, like, there's a guy who has 10 points in four games. And I'm like, 90, 90. is the MVP. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no <laughs> on question
1: today for the Leafs. It's
0: 90. Yeah, Dude, I bet in... you if again, if you pulled Leaf fans, what is the reason that they're up 3-1? You have to still be number one after tonight's game. O'Reilly amongst if you're if you're 30 years older and if you're thinning <laughs> up <laughs> you're probably right You're 90 your ballot yeah oh yeah. Uh, yeah
1: i guess i guess Morgan Riley too um also the you know how about another game where Samsonov's numbers are garbage you know but
2: made enough saves mhm yeah i i thought he was fine like i don't have any complaints about him at all tonight like i thought you know the ones that went in not a lot he could do on them, and he made some nice saves to them, including that great save across – who was it that he robbed? Was it Kaloran again towards the yeah. end of the game off the McCabe-blown shoe where he came flying over and made that save? It was really nice. Yeah. Made one really good one on Stammer in the slot in overtime where he kicked the helmet off right away. I thought that was a really nice one. Like, he had a couple big moments. Like, he's good enough. He didn't kill you, and that's what you need. And Vasilevsky at the other end is killing the Is killing the lightning. So oh, yeah, he's out, he's on him.
0: Yeah, On Vasilevsky, it's crazy. He looks just flustered, which you're not used to seeing, right? He looks genuinely frustrated, even when his mask got knocked off there and they showed him. We're used to seeing the visual of Vasilevsky is the eyes thing, right? Him doing Mm -hmm. the eyes warm-up thing where he's doing all the crazy stuff, and you go, God, that guy's just an impenetrable, unflappable machine. And yet, throughout this series, it feels like flappable. He's been flapped. (laughs) He's listen
2: listen there. uh he uh good thing that guy's got hockey he ain't gonna win a beauty contest that's for sure <laughs> that bucket comes off i'm like holy
0: jesus Christ. <laughs> got a lot of like, i live in a castle somewhere <laughs> yeah. and don't see a lot of sun and not that i should not, but i'm just saying you're right uh, uh there's probably a reason why he chose the sport where there's a full face mask I'm just <laughs> That was his, his weapon of choice when it came to sports. Yeah, I think Samsonov has been good. Um, mm-hmm. I, same way as you. Like, I didn't feel like he let in a bad goal tonight. Which one would you kind of nitpick with? You maybe wish he saw the puck a bit better on the Kalorn shot at the end of periods. Boy, like it's a good awesome. Shot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Awesome screen. Great shot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He, so that's uh, I wasn't like, wow, Samsonov, you blew it. It was just a good play by Tampa. I will yeah. say that if we're doing the concernometer stuff, the end of period goals thing is now an actual storyline to me. Like, I don't know what it is, if this is just random fluke chance or what we're supposed to make of this, but this is now multiple. What is this? Five periods now in the series where Tampa scored with two minutes or less.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it is concerning, but you know, I don't know if it's just random coincidence or what it's really strange. Um, Did want to ask you guys a very pressing question. Sure. Michael Bunting's available.
2: Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I know because I know
1: you rack your brain and you go, well, here's a forward who's bad. You not it's not a guy. Aston Reese has been good. Lafferty, good. Good enough. He's not
0: getting back in. He's not getting back in, fellas. Yeah, I think they back gotta back get him back in, though, don't they? He's, he's for game five? Yeah, 100 percent I I, I don't could see not be more torn on this. I I get it. I understand it. I feel the same way. I just think that ultimately you're a team that has been searching for some offensive consistency. And he's somebody that has what almost 50 goals in the last two seasons. Like what did he have? They scored
2: five goals every game without him. They scored seven,
0: five and five. Yeah. Four and five, I guess. Oh, four and five. Sorry. I just, it's, it's hard for me to envision them really looking at it and saying, you know, like, okay, this is my thing. It's the same thing with Nice, the conversation that we had, right? It was put your best lineup out there and don't overthink it. And Nice goes That's out there. Superstitious. And yeah, exactly. What you're going to manage your team with, well, this is the way it's done. You roll the lineup over. Like, what is the degree in which that applies? They didn't do it with nice and then he gets in the lineup for game 2 and they go oh wait maybe we should just play the good player by the way sneaky massive play for him tonight the puck off the goal line the game oh
1: wow not mention that
0: wow yeah i yeah the, this play here it's like he it's always to, to not play. hit
1: this on his forehand but go over the puck and use his backhand is like i don't know how many guys on the leafs make that as talented as some of their guys are
0: no it's incredible dude his hands are money in the bank he has yeah. gorgeous hands for just a massive kid. Um, yeah, that was a huge moment for Nyes. I I actually wrote down early that I when the Leafs were kind of dogging it and the whole team wasn't looking very good through two periods, I went, well, you know what? At least I feel good when 23 is on the ice. But to get back to the bunting point, you're right. Like Nyes is definitely not coming out for Michael Bunting. I actually think that there's like a decent case he's better than Michael Bunting is today. Like, you don't think that Nyes would have scored 23 goals or whatever playing with Matthews all year long. Uh, I yes, think he, he would have. I, wow, that play is ridiculous! What poise? No, no. Who was it for yeah, the Canadian was junior confidence team to let off. it roll while you go over
1: top of it?
0: Yeah. Oh my God! Who was it on the Canadian junior team that pulled one off the goal line yeah. a year? Yeah, uh,
1: a guy who plays Anaheim, Mason McTavish. Yeah,
0: yeah, McTavish. That's right. That that now usurps him, McTavish that you're done. This is a bigger <laughs> moment. This is more eyeballs. This is professional league. This is Matthew Nye's stealing it. But, you steal a puck off the goal line. That's the best one I've ever seen now. Yeah, so who, you bringing, who are you taking out? I think that the guy for me would be Lafferty because I think Zach Aston Reese has been really good. I've been shocked at how confident I am when Zach Aston Reese is on the ice. I actually think like, what was his I just you? said 15 before he scored. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. What? I just said, I think I just
1: said Kerfoot.
0: Yeah, but, but no chance the, of that. Thinking about Kerfoot, Keefe would have laid down on a railroad track before <laughs> he <laughs> <take laughs> Kerfoot out of the lineup. Yeah. Have, yeah, I think he'd take Nylander out before he took Kerfoot <laughs> out. Like, yeah, gun to his head, I think that Kerfoot would be one of the last six guys out of the lineup for him. There's just no doubt about it. Um, I wasn't very impressed with Yarncrock tonight, but he's not coming out. To me, the guy's Lafferty. It's just plain and simple. It would have been Sam Lafferty, and that's the guy that comes out. You plunk bunting down on the fourth line, and now you hope that group has a little bit more offensive punch. Now they're it.
1: worse defensively, and they're in
2: scrums every whistle. I, and I don't. I honestly don't think he's getting back in for Game Five, boys.
0: You
1: know, I I, 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 I don't think, think it right now. I agree. I have put no time into this, but
0: I think they will do the old. We're winning. We've won three in yeah. a row. Why would we change our lineup? all right, cool. But guess what? If you lose that next game at home and now you have to go back to Tampa Bay and all of he a sudden out. the comfort level is gone. And now Michael Bunting gets into the series and he's That's also a little them. bit more sour at this. You have put, you're just, again, the best thing to do is to put your best players on the ice. And I'm sorry, Sam Lafferty's just not as good of a hockey player as Michael Bunting. They're both going to hit free agency. One of those guys is going to get around 4 million bucks. The other guy's going to get one, it's just it's a no-brainer for me. Put the kid, put Bunting in, limit his yeah. ice time. Everybody on the team, Versteeg was with on my show again. He's and he's on tomorrow. Uh, and this is a guy who won two Stanley Cups, and he he mentioned Andrew Shaw. And I thought that was a really good comparison of just how sometimes they would have to take Andrew Shaw aside on those cup winning teams in Chicago and go, Hey, stop being an idiot. We need you to do this. But it would be the John Taves of the world and the Patrick Keynes that would have to step up. And I think that this is again. Hey, Austin Matthews, you just scored a bunch of goals. You just had a huge moment on the ice. Mm -hmm. Now have a moment off the ice where you take Michael Bunting aside and you tell him the player that you need him to be the rest of this way so this team can win a Stanley Cup. Like, he's getting back in the lineup at some point if this team's going on a run. So you might as well do it now. Here's the thing. So... He is definitely, he does the thing
1: that's harder to do than Sam Lafferty. He has a great offensive IQ. He can he has a nose for the net. He can create goals. That's a rare attribute in the NHL that's worth money. You, JD, though, often talk about puzzle pieces and this yep. Leafs team just not fitting in the past. And does Lafferty give you just the guy you need in the spot you need it? Instead of, you know, now Michael Bunting, who's not really a fast guy or a four checker, and he's on your fourth line. Does it change the identity of that group? I think you're right. I think he's a better player and should probably play. I just don't have a clue who to take out.
2: Yeah, that's my thoughts exactly. And I don't think he will. I think he's sitting one more.
0: From an emotional standpoint, I'm with the two of you but then yeah. I'm just trying to look at this through the rational lens of a coach and a general manager who are trying to win a Stanley cup this year. And if you're mm-hmm. just trying to tell me if he's not in for game five, it's the same application I have with the nice thing. So if he's not in for game five, is he in for the game one of the next series against the Bruins? You're just keeping him out till you lose. Okay. So then if you lose, you're saying that you're putting him in for the next game because you think it makes you better. And you're ending some kind of like voodoo streak with the roster yeah. of keeping it together. So it's like, what is the lineup that you would put together if your life was on the line tomorrow and you needed to win? That's the lineup that should be put together. You can find other creative ways of limiting his spots. I don't think that you play him in the top six immediately, but guess what? Mm -hmm. You tell me there's not a scenario right now where you would have rather seen bunting than Alex Kerfoot, even though he did score that big goal tonight? Like, Kerfoot was invisible in that game until then.
1: Uh, We've talked our way through it, and this is why it's so healthy and healing. I think he goes right back into the top six now. That's my take. He's going to play top six. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome for
2: the right take. <laughs> I'm You're staying. Right. I'm staying strong. You don't change winning lineup, baby. Keeps yeah, an old okay. school hockey See, guy yeah. at heart. Yeah. He's a hockey guy. Yeah. He don't change winning lineup boys. Uh,
0: okay. Let's Inter- run through some three others.
2: in a row. They've won. That's,
0: That's pretty I'm, good. Without dude. them. Yeah. Anyway, so
2: uh, let's talk about the let's stat get, let's stat
0: broadcast
1: that the Leafs of their one and 18 when they've been leading the series prior to tonight, two, mm-hmm.
2: two and two and 17 now. So, That goes back to 2017, I presume. That's what we're talking Uh, about. Yeah, since Matthew's rookie year, I imagine, right? So I just don't like
1: the stat because they've only played seven playoff series. There's no way they've led 19 games over those seven series. No chance. I saw that on the broadcast, too. So I I just, the math doesn't work for me. I I know it's been bad. They lost three to Montreal after leading. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and they were never, they were what, leading in the Maybe it's like Washington go up one series. nothing
1: in the series and, I don't know, I don't know, no, weird stats.
0: doesn't make a lot of sense, but they've led 2-1 a lot, like pretty much every at- series they've led 2-1, which has been one of the most disappointing things and which was one of the more sobering things that I was putting together today where I'm doing other radio shows and other podcasts and they keep asking me, does this feel different? And I go, yeah, and then they go, yeah, but you're up 2-1 last time. And you go, yeah, this is a different 2-1, all right? <laughs> but guess what? They've never been up 3-1, all right? They've never had three chances to eliminate the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is just completely incredible. Um, do you keep – this is my next question. Do you keep those lines together going into the next game? You're back at home. Do you go back to Marner Matthews, or do you say, like, hey, this actually worked. We got some jump from this later. We're going to actually stick with the lines. Because I will say this, at least. I do notice Tavares way more when he is with Marner.
1: Yeah, I think every time they make the Marner switch and give Marner to Matthews, Matthews gets a little life and he's better. And then they right. switch it back and Tavares gets a little life and he's better. It's like this little like jump start button they have. I think I'd make the switch. I'd have Marner with Tavares for next game, Willie and Matthews. I I like the way it looked at the end, right. obviously.
2: And uh David Sis just messaged in and said the stat was one and nine, not one and nineteen. That makes, yeah, it a that lot makes sense. That makes way more sense. sense. Yes. Which is still very bad. It's awful. uh, This is is much better than one in 19.
0: I got to tell you, though, born saying it, but not being full throated about it, going, it doesn't quite make sense. I saw on the broadcast, but not all of us being the least math guys ever, where we're like, not (laughs) a thousand percent sure, even though it's unbelievably (laughs) impossible mathematically. Kind of embarrassing Uh, stat for the squad. Anyway, Sammy, I,
2: I just go. Uh stay they stick with the lines that started them on the comeback tonight. Mm-hmm. Like Matthews and Nelander. Matthews is good enough to carry Nylander defensively. You put somebody else with them, it's fine. Maybe that's where you put Bunting back. If he gets back in the lineup, you go with them and then you stick with like I liked what I saw from Nyes with Tavares and Marner. So maybe you stick with that, and then that's the spot for Bunting on the second line. But yeah, I listen, you can, you're allowed to make changes in game. So Maybe you, you, you switch it back if it's not going again, but I thought they had a lot of positive momentum after they switched them, so I'd probably go I'd go back to what they had for the second half tonight. Wouldn't be shocked if they were
1: like 37s going in for pick a person. Wouldn't be shocked if they want to just keep him a part of it, although don't change a winning lineup would ruin that theory, but... Yeah. yeah. But I,
0: I, okay, this is... I, I wondered if this was too cute, but if, cause you clearly can't start thinking ahead, right? That's a death knell. That's impossible. There's people in the chat that are freaking out about that, but also don't do you, it. <laughs> but also shut your you, goddamn aren't, mouth. Aren't you, <laughs> least, aren't you at least thinking, okay, are we really going to use this same blue line for another series moving yeah. forward here? Like, I do think that at this point, based on what you've seen from that bottom six, if you told me that either Giordano or Justin Hall was coming out for Timothy Lilligren, I would say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me, actually, that I'd like to see that look.
2: Uh, No comment on the next series, but I would like to see, I, I think you just stick with this and then you figure it out for the next series if you get there. I, I don't know. I'm not like dropping
0: Lillard into Game One against the Boston Bruins. There's I'm not. No
2: I'm, I'm certainly not dropping him into Game Five against Tampa, where they're going to be at their most hungry and mm-hmm. all over him. Like I, I don't think there's a good spot. It's better to drop him in early in a series than it is at this juncture of a series. Like he hasn't felt anything from them, and they're going to target him. They know his game. They'll be all over him. I don't. I want him far away from this series. Got
1: to tell I, you, I hate that Tampa gets one extra day of rest right now. They look battered and bruised.
0: I, no comment on my true feelings about where Tampa is going to be at physically and psychologically after that loss. And yeah, no comment at this time. Uh, Sammy, your mic cut out.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> no,
2: back? lost it. Back, hey, back. Oh, you're back. I was right. gone. So, no, I know you. No, I was gone. Um, oh, okay. yeah, no there's bad. absolutely no way they are not completely beat down. Like they can, maybe they can f- find the heart of a champion and rally and, you know, try to find a way and convince themselves. But with all the hockey they've played, it's a long road back for them. Now they can find it. If there's any team that can figure it out, it's them, but there's no way that wasn't a massive kick in the, the, the junk. I've gotten in trouble for saying the yeah. D word a couple of times. So I'll, I'm going to go with junk.
1: Tampa's like a virus, and you take your penicillin for seven days, and you feel like you've got them it licked, and so you don't take the full course, and it comes yeah. back to life and just finish, comes back to full strength. You yeah. just you got you. I, I we haven't seen this team go down, man. Like you cut their head off.
0: You got to cut the head off. Yeah. There's no doubt the about it. Cut the head off, and In yeah, like, yeah. Send all the monster. body parts to different parts of the country. Like make sure the monster is dead. <laughs> There's no question about it. I'm a hundred percent with you guys. I don't mean to take Tampa Bay lightly. I just can't help, but feel like, again, I, I mentioned it earlier. I think that the fatigue is what shows up there a little bit mentally, where that is the difference potentially of Tampa in the past and Tampa now, where, where in the past they would have played those three periods and they would have just stepped on Toronto's neck. They mm-hmm. lightened up and they slowed down a bit. And, and I just can't help, but feel like psychologically, there's gotta be at least a little bit of something mm-hmm. in the back of some of these really smart players heads. Like, where they check out and it's also been a bit of their players dna in the past too that they've been a little front runnery and they do have kucherov there who i feel like might just slash someone behind in the ankles and say goodbye i'm out of here i'll see you next year i just yeah the the thing i noticed tonight
2: too is there was a lot less bull crap from them like you could tell that like because the refs
0: were absurd
2: you thought Uh, i didn't really think about the refs a whole lot tonight
0: the refs in every little mini scrum decided to say if you guys even go around each other we're gonna put somebody in the penalty box well, it, so worked. I think
2: that- it was way less there was way less bull the whole night i thought that they just weren't able to impose themselves physically and like a bunch of like acting like that game against uh when Braden point went to the boards it turned into a clown show and I, there's just none of that tonight, which to me spoke to a more desperate Tampa team that knew they just had to play hockey and win a hockey game tonight.
1: Also, you know, like, say what you will for intangibles, the Leaf have, Leafs have stood up. Like, if, if you let yourself get punched over and over and beat up, it's easy mm-hmm. to continue to do it. If every time it happens, you have to fight someone, it's just not worth it every time. And this is where yeah. you wonder about the value of the Leafs answering the bell earlier in the series. Absolutely. Played in
0: their favor. I love that take. I really do like that take. Um, Okay, time for rapid fire or any other big portion topics in the show? Fire me away. Uh, Okay, Sammy, this one is for you. Uh
2: Uh-oh.
0: Because I was sitting here thinking about it. Where does this rank? Like, this is obviously the number one Leafs win in the post-salary cap era. Like, there's just no Mm -hmm. doubt about it. Uh, I, I don't even know how you could it's like the only other one I think you could compare is the first one against Washington, where it was just so mm-hmm. shocking. It's Boyle, no look pass, Casper Kappan in overtime. It just it was so much house money and there was so much happiness and momentum with the fan base yeah. at the time. But like that's clearly this. But given the stakes of this and given the just complete heartbreak of what has happened here with this franchise for so long, the potential of ghost breaking. Where mm-hmm. does this go for you, just in terms of playoff wins for the Leafs in your lifetime as a fan?
2: God, it's a great question. When, one that I wish I had a thought of more, but th- that yeah. was when I was. A, it's a different relationship, obviously, than when I was a kid. When I was younger, yep. like all those games meant so much to me, and like they felt like they won an OT all the time. Like mm-hmm. all when I was a kid, those games they would win in triple OT. Like I think of Roberts and triple OT. I think of Sundin, you think of Corey Cross, you think of Cabriolet, you think of all these games that they won, but considering the stakes, this is right near the top of the list to have a 4-1 comeback when there's 10 minutes left in the game and have a guy like Alex Kerfoot, who is your vintage OT playoff winner guy. Like, you know, uh, not the best player guy that, you know, is a huge contributor, but is a whipping boy for the fan base to have him be the guy that gets it. It's just right up near the top of the list, man. Like nothing will top those ones earlier when you're a kid. Right. But like this is a big time moment for a new generation of Leaf fans like this. People we be looking back on this one like we look back on the ones in the early 2000s. It's a massive moment for the Leafs.
1: The story's not written though, right? Like they win this series. Oh my God. Put it in the, you know, in, yeah. on the Rushmore of the it's recent one, point. but you know, they, they lose three straight and don't get oh, through that, the series. I
2: I kind, I, I a hundred percent agree that that will always hang over it, but playoff OT winners are always held up like in terms of regardless of series and regardless of what happens, like it's just such an incredible moment for being a fan there's no greater feeling than your team scoring an overtime game winner in the playoffs it is yeah. one of the most electric things that can happen to you in your life so yeah. even if they do find a way to blow this series you know god forbid that that ever <laughs> happens here but I, I still think that that goal will be looked upon as a huge huge moment for the least I,
0: I know it's it's so stupid to count your chickens and they play mm-hmm. seven for a reason and that tampa's looked better and that Vasilevsky still looms in terms of could get hot. There are all these reasons to believe that Tampa could get back into the series, but I'm with Sam on this. Like, first of all, if you're a Leafs fan, which you probably are watching this, then yeah, guess what? Your life has been pretty miserable as a hockey fan. Yeah. Like I've been there. Like I've been a Leaf fan since the nineties and yeah, it's dry. Not a lot of great. <laughs> it's a lot of dry. And so for me, I would say that you're right, Bourne. This does have the potential to shift in terms of its meaning if they do blow this series. If they blow this series now, again, it goes with Montreal as the worst things that's ever happened, yeah. and you have to salt the earth, and you have to just burn the franchise down, and people are going to be losing their minds in the streets, and like no one's going to want to have happy memories about any Let's of Let's not that. have
2: that chat right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. But that but, but I'm,
0: just, <laughs> I'm actually just saying this to try to make sure that it, my bases are covered here so that I'm not being cursy but to me i have it number two like i have it behind new and game and sammy you're right all those games as a kid meant infinitely more to me yeah. like i of I used to cry when the leafs would yeah. lose i don't I cry anymore, even though <laughs> you I, can't cry you're a ruined person yeah it's, yeah <laughs> I'm, not, I'm happy i'm elated but again my my happiness with the team is completely different i'm happy for the fans i'm happy for the content i'm happy for my family the people who cheer for this mm. team like The city not being a punching bag. There's all these different connectors that I didn't have. Whereas as a kid, I just idolized the players and it was the number one thing in my life. Right. Them Mm -hmm. winning hockey games. So you're right. For me personally, it's not. It's 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 never going to match the feeling of them winning, you know, game one against Philly where. McGillney gets an empty netter hat trick and I'm like, this is the greatest thing happening to me. Get the No netter-
2: better thing in my life has ever happened than this.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. But to me, if I'm really stacking it up and just the stakes and the way that it happened and the emotional mm-hmm. checkout to the comeback, with it being Austin Matthews doing it, and it being in overtime with Alex Kerfoot and against the Tampa Bay Lightning, I put it number two behind Newendyke game, the two softies on Laleem, and just mm-hmm. that was peak. Leafs send hating time and Ottawa Mm -hmm. was so much better in the series and it was just a million Belfour saves and then their goalie couldn't make any. I think this is number two for me in my life in terms of just most shocking, brilliant results for the Toronto Maple Leafs. As a cognizant adult, because I don't remember the the memories mostly from the 90s. A lot of them are like pushed on to me from parents, not really... I was there. So I didn't see Wendell Clark, Doug Gilmore stuff. So if you're older watching this, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying for me as a mid thirties guy, that's where I'm at.
2: So the, the shock factor with that Lilim game will always be. That's the most, when that second one went, went through him the is legit, one like, is the greatest I, I, of I fell life. off. I fell <laughs> off my couch with glee. Like <laughs> I legitimately couldn't believe that was happening. So yeah. I did something to the children. Tonight.
0: And so he's like, what are you guys talking about? and he got to wear the same sweater that his dad wore for NHL and for you and I, so that second new and goal might be our peak of our lives.
1: Yes. Keep in mind, I would have been rooting for the Islanders for many years of lean times too. So I don't have yeah. many things to cling to as a fan either. The best moments are like Joe Carter hitting a home run. And then it's yeah. Jose Bautista's bat flip. That's all I got.
0: That's why, honestly, it's, it's not that I'm trying to be cursey. With the whole they could win or like believing they can win. It's just, man, Leafs fans have had so little to cling on to that I kind of hate the idea of thinking about tonight as anything like, well, what if they choke and no. what if you jinx it and what if you, it's like, it just enjoy this. Yeah.
2: Enjoy it. Yeah. So wear, go this out, one up. go out for the next two days, wear your jersey, wear your hat, put your car flag on, pop yeah. your chest out. This is the time before game five starts. Now is your time to be walking around like you own the world. Yeah, God knows the I will will be.
1: fear when the puck drops on
0: Thursday of night. Course, again.
2: Watching like this the entire time. But uh, yes, but enjoy these next two days.
0: Enjoy it. And don't think at all that they blew 3 1 to a team that was far inferior than Tampa Bay like years, a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> don't, don't think about that at all. Uh, Anything happen to them, baby? Any any uh, rapid-fire topics for you guys? No, I'm good, bud. All good, pal. I just have one tiny thing that I wanted to mention, which is that Kucherov on that power play. Like, I feel like Stamkos is their signature player in terms of just what I think about my whole life because he's got the shot. But that slap pass he made to Kalorn tonight and just the way he clocks how Toronto's moving and accounting for him is just... I hate Kucherov's guts as a player. Like, I think that... He's actually a tier above Marshan for me in terms of just guys I like to root against. But man, he's just when he's on it, he's just brilliant. And that yeah, was,
1: there's a tier that's McDavid,
2: Drysaddle, Kucherov,
1: power yeah. play guys.
0: Yeah, he, I just the way
2: we talked we talk about it a lot in real Kipper and Born, but the way he disguises whether he's gonna shoot or pass, there's no one like him in the league that does that. That no. when he's get that stick up high and yeah. it looks like he's gonna shoot and the no look across seam, it's like well. As soon as that puck gets through the seam, I'm like, oh, that's a goal. I don't even care who's standing there. It could be me standing there. I'm like, that's ah, going in the net. Like, it's just he's got – that was yeah. a tap-in for Kalorn tonight on the – just an absolute two-footer. Like, no problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. All my other notes are kind of irrelevant at this point. I was scrolling through them, and I'm like, nah, that's a bad one. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. <laughs> Blow it <laughs> up. Fire Dubis. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, just thinking about – I have some certain things in there that that do not survive. Anyways – Leaves fans, just be happy tonight. Just enjoy this one tonight. That was an awesome win. That Amazing. was an awesome comeback. I know it was shocking. I know there was a lot of complicated emotions with that one, but holy crap. It's going to be, guess what's going to be fun? Waking up tomorrow and knowing that the Toronto Maple Leafs have 3-1 in a series. Guess,
2: guess what I'm going to be doing? Highlights. Multiple oh, yeah. time highlights. You
0: know what, what I'm doing? In. I'm
2: finding everyone's
1: takes from two hours ago as soon as we're done here. I'm going on Twitter. <laughs>
0: Uh for JD Bunkus, Sam McKee, and Justin Bourne. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus at JT Bourne at Sam A. McKee. You can reach out anytime. Hit us up in the DMs. I actually love games like this in terms of stories of people giving up on the team or other people Mm -hmm. giving up on the team. And then the like the following subsequent events that happen. Like I saw one guy tweeted at me where his dad left the house and then he just that the Leafs went on the run. I love those stories guess so, what
2: wherever that guy's dad watched that game or wherever he was that's where he has to be for game five he, he lives in his that car where he, he went, went, to went to that park, car that's your home now that bench yeah. that tim hortons <laughs> wherever the hell that pizza pizza <laughs> where the hell you went you gotta stay there for game five pal you can't go home you gotta stay there
0: i like to picture that dad just being so depressed that he was just walking the streets <laughs> and then all of a sudden cars started honking and he was like, I'm already on the side of the road. And then it was like <laughs> more cars kept coming. And then he realized that the Leafs won the game. That's how uh, I like to picture. But yeah, I love stories like that. So please reach out and maybe I'll end up reading them on my podcast tomorrow at 9am. Again, listen to us both on the fan 590, uh, me at 9am tomorrow with Christopher Stieg. You guys, who do you have?
2: You Colby know? tomorrow. Yeah. I got Colby, Colby. tomorrow. And uh, nice. yeah, yeah, that's what we got I like. So how we got
0: tomorrow. two uh middle of the country, former players who, didn't have the best runs with the Leafs who were a little bit sour about the organizations on the, one of the biggest days of the team to win. It's good stuff. Uh, call will be
2: positive tomorrow. Guaranteed. Of
0: oh, course, well, of course, of course, of course. And uh, yeah, anyway, subscribe to this podcast if you're listening on iTunes or on Spotify. Leave five stars if you're there. It really does help us out. Same with the thumbs up on YouTube and, th- and also especially the sharing on Twitter and uh, on Instagram. Uh, yeah, and then go buy Borny's book, Down and Back. Again, available wherever books are sold. I think those are all the plugs.
1: Good job. Good job, team. Good yeah. job, Leafs. Way to go, Bunk.
0: Yeah, way to go. I can't, also, believe, I can't believe, believe they won. The I know. I can't believe they
1: won either. I that's, that's
0: exactly what's going to happen as soon as I turn this camera off is I'm going to go and and just call my friends and family and go, I, and that'll be the conversation I have with eight other people is I can't believe they won. Yeah. I might have a drink. Oh, yeah. duh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I'm right away. I, was like, I can't believe Sorry, i can't morning. drink here and but read do down show. and back <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> anyways uh, do, yeah.
0: that was uh, fun boys. god that was so fun can't believe they won cannot believe they won uh for jd bunkus sam mckee and justin bourne we'll see you thursday night